I make a contribution to this company and she's been there for over two decades. And it's, it's just like, I don't feel appreciated or valued. And that goes, you know, both ways, like valuing what you do for a company, but in turn that, you know, company, the manager's leadership has to value those who contribute to their mission, whether you're an outside PR company or whether you are, you know, an internal person in HR, there's all, you know, part of a whole that, you know, that's why they started the company in the first place to serve a certain audience and everybody that they hire, be it internal or outsourced, you know, pays a, plays a part. In this episode, I'm going to introduce you to Kelly Reeves. I don't personally know Kelly, but we are in a Facebook group with about 20,000 other people in PR, and she posted something in January that caught my eye, and I thought that a lot of people could relate. There were a lot of comments from people in the group who was like, perfectly said, I feel like this too, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to have her on to just kind of break it down. Part of the post that got my attention that I will read to you says this, for the longest time in PR, I felt it was my job to get my clients in the media, to get their products, company, executives, mission, etc. in top tier publications. I saw no deeper purpose in all that. I didn't see how I personally was making any kind of impact or difference in the world. It was just grind, 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 pitch, 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 put up with low paying and demanding clients, a fickle, bitchy media, chase invoices, hustle for new clients, and hope I didn't get fired by my current ones. Then she goes on She goes on to say how she threw in the PR towel around COVID, and she started seeing a deeper purpose and meaning to what she did over those 30 years in PR. And she talks about some of her successes, and then she finishes off by just saying how she's tweaked what she offers clients changed her business around so she feels good about what she's doing and her clients feel good about it. And she ends with, I got to be a part of helping them make an impact in the lives of their audience, customers, or clients. I wish I realized this a long time ago. It would have made my job a lot more pleasurable and meaningful. I guess I get to look back on it now and realize it was far more than the day-to-day minutiae of PR and all of the other nonsense that goes along with us. I know PR can be a grind, but you have such distinct talent and purpose. This is far more to, there is far more to it than just the job. And obviously, if you're not in the PR space, maybe you don't completely get it, but it is a thankless job many times, and we get into that in this episode. But I just wanted to read part of the post to use to put into some context what we're talking about in this episode. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, a news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. Kelly, welcome to welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. I mean, <laughs> we don't know each other. We're just in a Facebook group with a lot of other people in PR. Yeah. And you posted something and I was like, oh my God, I love what she said. I have to have her on my podcast to talk about it. So tell me 
what, I mean, you don't have to read it word for word if it's not in front of you, but what were you, what, what is the post, you know, what does it say? Give me an overview so people can know what our conversation is going to be about today. Well, it was basically about finding meaning in, um, your job. And I think a lot of times in PR, really in any job, you kind of feel like you're just in the grind with your clients and just trying to do your job without any deeper purpose. And, you know, and that was me for the longest time. I had a PR company for 20 years and I always thought like, oh, I'm just doing my job and pitching the media and having clients yell at me <laughs> or chasing invoices. And I didn't see any, um, I didn't see how I was being of service on a deeper level. And it just kind of hit me like, you know, I actually have been of service to many great companies over the total of 30 years of being a PR professional, like helping startups with no money attract investors and receive rounds of funding and helping companies based overseas realize the quote, American dream and open offices and thrive in the US. And you know, helping company with no brand presence gain awareness and place their products in you know top retailers or seeing you know a company client especially a small company in their excitement when they saw their name or product and a big outlet like forbes you know today show in style usa today so um it was just a realization that i was making a difference in someone else's life for their company so they could realize their own vision and their dreams so that's kind of what it was about and sometimes i mean I, I can't speak for other industries, but in PR, it's very tricky because sometimes there you have clients who are very appreciative of what you do. And then sometimes you have clients that are just nightmares. Yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah. they make you like hate what you're doing for them, even when you're successful. Like I had a client not too long ago and every time we would send them media hits, like, oh, here, you're on today.com. You're here, you're here, you're here. They would not even reply with acknowledgement. We would ask them to share on social media. They never did. And whenever they would email us, which was almost on a daily basis, it would be them asking us to do things and not acknowledging everything we've done. And it gets so frustrating that it makes you not even want to do that work anymore. It is. And, you know, it's funny, I was having this conversation this morning with um, my sister who works for a big, huge, gigantic, you know, Fortune 5 company. They have, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees. And it's and it's an appreciation thing that it's like, OK, I make a contribution to this company and she's been there for over two decades. And it's it's just like I don't feel appreciated or valued. And that goes, you know, both ways, like valuing what you do for a company, but in turn that, you know, company, the manager's leadership has to value those who contribute to their mission, whether you're an outside PR company or whether you are, you know, an internal person in HR, there's all, you know, part of a whole that, you know, that's why they started the company in the first place to serve a certain audience and everybody that they hire, be it internal or outsourced, you know, pays a, plays a part in, in that service that they chose to provide or that product. So, if, you know, if they're not, if a client is frustrated because it's like, gosh, I did all these work and I have all these great hits that so many companies would die to have. <laughs> and especially now with the media, it's so hard to work with them. I mean, if you can get an, a reporter to even answer an email, let alone write about a client is, is almost miraculous these days. So that does make it really frustrating. But I would say in that regard, it, it's, you can't let their behavior 
it's hard for it to not take its toll on on you or, or your team because it's it's kind of disappointing like huh gosh we did all this work and gosh a thank you email would be nice but that's really on them that's really their attitude that's their the way they practice running their business and it's zero reflection on on you or or you know your team because you know you did a good job they just have the inability to show appreciation and maybe they do appreciate it they just don't know how to communicate it properly was there anything that happened to you when you were like okay like what was the light bulb in your head when you were like okay i'm not going to do this anymore i'm going to kind of shift what i've been doing and how was that process like did you have clients did you sell your business like what happened when you were like okay i'm done with this and on to the next well, COVID, <laughs> I think COVID was what pushed me over the edge. But, you know, I had been thinking for a while that, you know, I, I was coming up on 20 years and it was kind of the 17 year mark. And I'd worked with some great brands and great companies. And I just felt like it was starting to run its course. And so many things shifted. I mean, when I started my, my tech PR and I, I specialized in tech, in 2002 and but when i got started in tech pr like 1999 it was such a different industry i mean clients were paying a lot of money for pr we you know the the outlets i mean pc magazine was the size of a stack of bibles it was it was just a different vibe a different energy a different market different industry and then it as it evolved it just became something different and i didn't know if i wanted to be a part of it anymore at that level but I did have clients and I was committed to serving them. But as it came up, you know, before, right before COVID hit, it was like 19, mid to late 2019. And I was planning my 20th consecutive CES. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I really don't. So, but I was like, okay, 20 years CES has been a good run. I'm going to do it. And then after the show, you know, we'll see what happens. And then... COVID hit and the contracts I had on the table went off the table. The clients I had, you know, said we can't do PR right now because they were doing product launches and planning events. So I kind of took it as a sign, like maybe this is my time to pivot out and do something different that I've been thinking about doing for several years now. So I, I just took that leap and did it. And what was that something different? Tell us about that and what, like how you even, I mean, you're really, it's almost like you're starting from scratch, but you're not because being a business owner for 20 years, you learn a lot. So yeah. you have that knowledge, yeah. but you are starting a brand new business. So tell me what that transition was like and what you're doing now. So I transi transitioned into coaching. So I was doing personal growth and business and entrepreneurship coaching. And that kind of that was a bit of a dovetail because I already mentor students at Cal State University, Irvine, which is a top, I think it's a top 50 business school, the Paul Mirage School of Business, and they have the Masters of Entrepreneurship program. And working with students, that grad students that want to start a business and taking them through that journey. And so I was like, well, I already teach students how to start a business. Why couldn't I teach those who are maybe wanting to leave the corporate world? Um, but there's also the mindset thing when you're a certain age. So, for example, I just turned 50 in January a month ago, just over a month ago. And it's it's different when you decide to start a business when you're 20-something versus when you're mid-40s and you've had a long-time career, whether it's 
in a company or whether it's long time career, like for me doing PR. So, so I thought, you know what, there is a market there of people who want to change and pivot and do something different in their lives, especially as they're getting older. And, um, so I wanted to serve that way and I wanted to serve through writing because I really love writing. I love copywriting. I love using words to engage and inspire. So I started dedicating more of my time to writing and copywriting and starting a blog and then freelancing for other PR agencies and serving in that way. Um, and then um, I started a book, but then I sold my home and moved and four hours away and that book kind of got put on hold, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so right now I'm focusing just on coaching and writing. Okay. And then how are you getting your clients? Because you're doing, I mean, there is a bit of overlap between PR and writing, but now it's almost like you're starting over with your client base or did you go back to past clients? Like, how are you filling up your, your roster of clients? Some are past clients. Some are people I've known just throughout the years of marketing companies. You know, everyone needs good writers and a lot of PR companies hire me. A few I started working with and czars um, that are like, wow, we always need a guy, especially in the tech space, because it is really specialized in being able to take complex concepts in the, in, say, a technology product, be it a B2B product or even a B2C product, and to write it out in layman's terms so their audience can grasp it and get their head around it. And so, so I've had a lot of PR companies that outsource their writing and they've come to me and I have the advantage of having been in PR for so long. They're like, oh, well, you know how to write press releases or you know how to take a look at a quick startup guide and see what step might be missing for an end user or, you know, you might a white paper or something like that. And then, you know, members of the media, I'm a copy editor for Authority Magazine. And so they will do the interviews and send them to me and I'll, I'll edit the interviews and clean them all up. So they're publishable. So it's, it's kind of leveraging what I, the context I already had in a very niche space of copywriting. So what advice do you have for people? Because I feel like, and I think maybe some of the comments you got are just like, people are kind of stuck and they keep doing what they're doing as business owners because A, they just don't know anything else or B, they just have to make money and they don't want to quote unquote start over. So what advice do you have for people who have been in business a few years, what they're doing doesn't light them up anymore. They want to try something different, but they also need to make money. Like, I feel like some people stick with what they've been doing out of routine and because it feels safe to them, but they're not happy doing it. And the whole reason we start our own business is to like be happy doing whatever we want when we want. So what do you say to somebody who just kind of feels stuck in their business and they don't know a way out. So there's several things they can do. I, I'm big on journaling and I'm, I'm big on gratitude. So it's okay. I'm not happy with my business. And I had to do this with the PR side. Like how do I show appreciation for all it, it gave to me this career? And, and it was great contacts. I made really good money. I was able to buy a beautiful home, you know, have nice cars. I could travel the world. So those are things that I... I, when I started looking back and appreciating all that it had to offer, it, it gave me a lot of different perspective on it. Um, even though I knew I didn't want to do it anymore, I found a way to really honor 
the work I had done and the clients I had worked with and and the knowledge and experience I gained. And, and then I thought, okay, how could I leverage this experience to something that does really light me up? So for example, copywriting and, and, and helping entrepreneurs, whether they're, and my niche really on the entrepreneur side are, are entrepreneurs over 50, because I know how challenging it can be in many perspectives to say, okay, well, I'm mid forties in my fifties. Uh, I want to, I want to make a shift. I don't like what I'm doing anymore. And and I just did this post this morning that because people call it a midlife crisis. I'm like, it's not a midlife crisis. It's a midlife opportunity because the word crisis connotes that something's wrong. And I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting change. There's nothing wrong with wanting to evolve. There's there's nothing wrong with getting to a certain age and deciding you want something more out of life. And you know, it's it's hard to take the money factor out of the equation because you look at what's in front of you. I got to pay the bills. I got to pay the mortgage. I've maybe got kids in school or whatever. But if you you start to think of it less as a money thing and more of a you know a life purpose thing, then the money doesn't become as relevant. But of course, you have to have money. So then you think of an extra strategy like, okay, well, what do I want to do? How am I going to do it? Where am I going to go? And what's my timeline? Like, like, do I want to be doing X by June or whatever? And it could be a baby step. It could be a huge step um, because I think people get in the mind like, oh, I have to make this big, huge, gigantic step. And they don't have to. I mean, you can just start self-education. And that's what I did. I started you know, taking online courses and learning about different things and learning about investing and learning about real estate and learning about, you know, coaching and learning just different areas that I was really interested in learning, learning how to be a florist, just the different things I was interested in exploring. And that also allowed me to feed a certain passion and purpose while I was still doing a job that maybe I wasn't super happy about, but there were the side benefits of it paying the bills in the interim until I was ready to take that step into the next phase or chapter. I love that. I always tell people you have to have a side hustle because I feel like if you leave your full-time job or even your full-time business to do something else without side hustling first, then that new thing isn't going to be fun because it's going to you're going to be so stressed out trying to make money because you have to make money. So if you don't have a safety net, I mean I think that's fantastic advice. So how long have you been doing this? When did you like pull the plug on the switch? Cause like we're still in COVID. So we can't just say COVID anymore. Cause this thing is lasting years. <laughs> so when, when did you, I mean, I guess it probably was just something that took place over a few months. I mean, you tell me when you were like, okay, I'm done with PR and now I'm going to business coaching and copywriting. Yeah. I mean, it started in, in kind of in 2018, which is when I started thinking, okay, I really, I'm not sure if I want to do this anymore, but you know, I kept doing it because the money was good and you know, it was, it was kind of what I did. I did PR. I didn't know anything else and I didn't think I could do anything else. Like, gosh, I've done PR for 30 years. I mean, what else could I possibly do? And, and then there's, there's those negative belief systems like, oh, I'm too old. And you know, is it too old to shift? Is it too old to change? And might as well just stick to what I've got because it was a comfort zone. And, and it was when, you know, when we were, we were on lockdown and all of the clients I had and all the potential clients contracts, you know, closed everything. I was like, okay, well, the, the money came off the table then because I'm like, well, I'm not making any money right now because nobody's paying me because I just lost all my clients because of a global pandemic. <laughs> so, 
So that almost made it easy for me because I didn't have that income coming in anymore. So I had, I almost didn't have a choice. Like, okay, I've got to try to do something to figure this out. So why don't I try to do the things I've been thinking about and working on? And, and, you know, when we were on lockdown and nobody was going anywhere, I started doing flower arrangements and just posting pictures of my flower arrangements on, on my social media. Next thing you know, I'm getting people like, you know, orders for flowers and can you do my wedding? Cause we're going to still do it in later in the year or whatever. I'm like, Okay, so that became kind of a high side hustle, a way to make money that was vastly different from PR. Um, but then honing in on my writing and you know doing a lot of writing so I could build my portfolio and learning a lot of design, you know, so I could say, okay, not only am I a writer, but I could design landing pages, I could design a website. And so I learned how to do WordPress with Divi and, and using platforms like Canva and and learning how to do email automation. So I really just expanded what I knew so I could have a fuller service offering, I guess, when I get, you know, decided to get back to it. And when things opened up a little more, people felt more comfortable hiring people again. So now I have a huge artillery of services I can offer in addition to PR if people want it, even though that's the last thing I really want to do, but <laughs> but I could still do it if someone said, hey, you know, we, we want you to write this press release for us. Oh, and by the way, if you could pitch it, that would be great. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, is there anything else you want to add before you let people know where they can find you and before we say goodbye? I mean, I think this has been amazing for people who are just like in a spot and they're like, oh, like, like for example, going from PR to being a florist, like so many people would be so afraid to do that, but you just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there's this, I, I'm a big believer that we're are the only ones who hold ourselves back. You know, there's no one saying you cannot do it except yourself and you know maybe some some people around you who love you and care about you will be like oh you know what about your real full-time job and you know because but that's their insecurities and their fears for you it is so it's just got to be like you know I, I don't care um i'm going to do this and, and and you make it work i mean it's like when you see like everybody who's listening or who started whatever they're doing now they had to take some leap of faith to get there and if you just keep repeating it over and over again and take leap after leap after leap, then you, the fear starts to subside. Um, you start to be okay, like, okay, I may not make it. And I may have made, you know, tried this out and it didn't work out, but you know, what did I learn from it? What can I take away from it? And how can I leverage it for something else that might be a lot more successful? But it's really just the ability to get out of our own way and stop telling ourselves that we can't and putting the negative what ifs and then what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? And putting in the positive what ifs, like what if it works? What if it's huge success? What if this leads to some great new opportunity that I never would have thought of before? So it's it's really it's all in us. It's really all on us to get past our own fears and just do it because you're not going to die. Probably <laughs> you're going to be fine. <laughs> it might be stressful. You know there might be some turbulent waters, but at the end you're gonna you're gonna be make you're gonna make it and you're gonna be fine. And you never know what greatness could come out of it. I love that. And where can people find you if they want to learn more? So I'm on Instagram at Kelly L Reeves. And I think it's the same. I think it's the same across the board with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All the places. All the places. I will link to that in the show notes. Do you have a website or anywhere we could point people to? I do. It's kellyleereeves.com. Okay, perfect. 
I will link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Kelly. This has been amazing. And I'm sure you helped so many people who are just like, I feel like you kind of gave them permission to try something new and see what happens. I hope so, because I know how it is to feel stuck and afraid and not wanting to take that step, even if it's the baby step. And, you know, when I finally did, you know, and it took a long time to get there. It took my own mentor. It took a lot of soul searching and (laughs) and just um, finding and getting to a place. So, um, you know, people can get there if they're willing to be open minded and, and give it a shot. But, you know, I know how much it sucks to be stuck in that place. And if I could help someone just even open like crack open a a book that will help them or just say okay you know what i'm going to send this one email out or i'm going to do this one thing today then i i feel like i have served a purpose i love that thank you kelly thank you so much have a wonderful day thank you so much for listening as always you can find everything you need to know about kelly in the show notes And I will see you soon here on another episode of Become a Media Maven in just a couple of weeks.